Hello, and welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins. This is a podcast about the Camino de Santiago, a series of ancient paths across Europe. Those who walk are pilgrims. Their ultimate goal is to reach the remains of Christ's Apostle St. James in the magnificent cathedral in the northeast Spanish city of Santiago de Compostela. The Camino has a reputation for being mystical and for transforming people's lives. In the wake of a recent podcast, I posed a question on my Facebook page. If I asked you to sum up your Camino in one word, what would it be? And I was surprised to find very few people responded with the same answer. Renewal, peace, freedom, transformative, grounded, trust, community, love, creativity, connection, life, humble, inspired, and liberated. And a couple of people apologized for stepping outside the brief to say, connected to earth and land, at peace, an edit of what is important, and enriched simplicity. I agree with all of them. They're pretty good reasons for stepping out of your comfort zone to walk for a few weeks in Europe. The French novelist Gustave Flaubert said, Travel makes one modest. You see what a tiny place you occupy in the world. Well, my guest this week is the American pilgrim Patty Pye. I followed Patty's latest Camino via her Facebook page, Walk This Way 3. She's on the line from the United States. Welcome, Pilgrim. Thank you. Nice to be here, Dan. What's the, what's the one word Patty Pye would use to sum up the Camino de Santiago? Well, my word would be sensual. <laughs> I, not, I haven't heard anybody actually say that. But um, that's what it is to me. Uh, my senses are aroused, all of them, while I'm walking the Camino. So tell us a little bit about yourself to start with. Okay. Well, I live in the Bay Area, uh, just north of San Francisco, California, in Marin County, in a cute little town called San Anselmo. Um, I am in my late 50s. I am a mom of two um, children. One is about, my youngest is about to graduate. So I have a 20-year-old and an almost 18-year-old. So it looks like uh, in the fall I'll be an empty nester. Um, and I'm a creative person. I'm highly visual. Uh, I've basically been staying home with my children for many years as my husband traveled for his job. And we rel relocated to several cities. Um, and then in 2016, I uh, found the Camino in a, in a movie that I saw here locally, and it kind of changed my world a little bit, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, to say the now least. I'm focused on the Camino. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you've just yeah. finished your third Camino, right? Yes, I did. So tell us a bit about those journeys, because you covered quite a bit of ground this time around, didn't you? I did. This time was the longest. This was my third Camino, and it was my longest Camino. I, I, I uh, walked for two months, more or less two months. And um, I decided this time to do uh, – I, I basically went around Santiago. I just realized kind of in a cross because I started on uh, in Lyon on my birthday this year in late August, and I walked to Santiago – then I headed over by bus to Porto and walked again to Santiago. Uh, then I went to 
from uh, Santiago de Finisterra and Mushiev, which was the first time I'd ever walked there, which was incredible. And then I had more time and I was going to walk another route of the Francis. And I decided on, on a whim, really with no information at all, um, to walk the Camino Inglés. And that's how that was my fourth route, I guess, this year. Did you collect a Compostela for each one? I did. Yeah, fantastic. So, <laughs> I did. I know to some people it doesn't matter. Some people it does matter. I mean, I think a lot of people it does matter, actually, um, to, to grab one. But I, I did. I did. I don't know that I would grab another one for the when I walk again on the same route. But I love collecting, especially for new routes that I walk. You know, it's often said, indeed, I have said it many times, that there's a certain energy about the Camino Frances. Um, you can really feel it coming up out of the ground. Do you get that same sense, first of all? And, and secondly, do you feel it then on those other routes that you had walked, the other three? So I'm glad you asked that question because I actually um, do feel it really s strong on the Camino Francis. Um, I feel it more as I get into Spain on the Portuguese route, though. I've walked now that route twice from Porto to Santiago because I did it last year as well. And it seems like it's increasing with more with more pilgrims that are walking it. So I don't know if it's because there are so many hundreds of thousands of pilgrims that walk every year now. It seems I don't know the exact numbers. I might be way off, but um, that are walking the Camino Francis plus you know the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. So, but I do feel it. I do feel it um, pretty strong on the Francis. Um, I also pretty much, I felt it on the on the way to the end of the world as well. A little bit more relaxed walk, but I mean, if you're time and energy or something like that, but I did feel it there as well. Tell us a little bit about the Camino Inglés. Well, that's the other one I was going to say that that's new for me, but I, I did feel energy on the Camino Inglés. It was a new route for me, but um, it was a different kind of energy. Um, I think it also has to do with how many services are available and how many pilgrims you see walking. But <clears throat> I, um, I love the Camino Glass. It's, I guess it was, even though I'm on the Portuguese Camino, I'm mostly inland because I do the, the central route, uh, or I've done that twice now. So on the Inglés, that was the first time that I really felt what it was like to walk on a route along the water so much. And I did love it. Yeah. Are you a regular walker at home? I am a regular walker at home. I live in Marin County, like I said, which is where, you know, hiking and mountain biking is actually, they say it was developed, you know, um, invented here on mountain bikes in Marin County. Um, I, I do, I walk, I have hills right outside my door practically. So I hike and I usually hike at least once or twice a week. If I'm in training, I hike more for the Camino. And you, you largely travel on the Camino alone, don't you? You, you? you prefer to walk on your own. I do. It's funny. The first year I planned to, I was getting nervous about walking alone. And I did walk with somebody in the beginning that came. I made plans to go to walk the Camino. And then somebody that I met in a hiking class that I was in so that I wouldn't get lost on routes. This is when I first um, moved back to the Bay Area. And she ended up coming with me. And her mother-in-law came. And so we stayed together about the first 10 days, and then I split off with them. And I had let them know that I would do that because I thought that it was important. 
I, I read a lot of blogs. I've, I've read all the Facebook groups. I did a lot of research before I went the first time and read a lot about walking alone and how, how meaningful that can be. So I decided that I did want to do that. And um, so I did. I, I split up from them and I walked along. But then, of course, you meet other family members, your Pilgrim family. So I connected with new people. I thought that was kind of important, too, to develop relationships with Pilgrims. I thought maybe that would be easier if I was walking alone. It's one of the best things about the Camino, though, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, the it meeting really of the is. other people from around the world. Yeah, and learning and sharing. I think it's a wonderful aspect of the whole, of the whole experience. Did you feel safe? When you were walking I felt, alone? I really did feel safe. Um, I, there were only a few times because, you know, I'm on, on different pages and people bring up concerns um, on the Camino. I really did feel safe, though. I feel safer on the Camino than I do at home in the Bay Area. And the Bay Area is a pretty safe area, so especially where I live. Uh, and I did feel safe there completely. I have to tell you, um, there's this one situation that happened this year on the Camino Portuguese. And so I walk, so what I'll do is I'll meet people. So I met somebody last year and again this year that I met in Orison. Um, just for one night, we were sitting across from each other on the table the very first year we, we walked. And so I've, I've met her up with her in Portugal and we've walked a little bit together and then we split off again and then meet up and walk this and that. So this year I met up with them as well two women that I'd walked with before and um, we had done in, I think it's called Alto de Portello or something like that in Portugal. And it's a very, very steep day. And, and I was on fire by the time I got up to that mountain because it was actually much easier for me this year than it was last year. And um, there was somebody in the woods that was a little bit, you know, probably drunk or I don't know what, but was hassling some women. And by the time we got there, we realized we were so on fire that I don't think anybody could have touched it. You know, you get, <laughs> so I don't know if there's a little bit of that, that I'm empowered when I'm walking. And especially when you're around other people, I definitely, I don't worry at all um, when I'm walking with one person even. Um, but I would say I, I, I pretty much, I, I noticed myself thinking, gosh, I should probably be a little concerned right now. And I'm not. In fact, um, Dan, to that end, um, I'm invited because I walk alone. I'm invited into people's homes, right? You know, or in their warehouses when they're, uh, you know, different things. But you know, behind the gate kind of thing, and for tea or sometimes for wine. And and um, that was last year. You know, a, a, a man in his shed. You know, in the middle of his vineyard. Um, and these things would cause me alarm, and I do question myself. Should no one even knows where I am? But it's always been a wonderful experience, and there's been no reason to fear it at all for me. <laughs> How wonderful to be invited in to, to try the local wine. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was fun. Do you remember where that was? I do. It was, and I wish I could remember their names. It's in my notes somewhere, but it was a man. In fact, I know that people on the Camino have met him because I saw Lydia, um, Lydia's poster there from Walking the Camino Six Ways is in his little... I don't know what you call a little shack kind of thing, warehouse yeah. or outbuilding there. Um, and his doors open. I would imagine people that do. And it's a, it's just a tan basic outbuilding right on the Camino. And it's before it's on the left-hand side and it's before, I want to say El Pino. Is that the right town? 
Okay, no, I'm not really sure. Oh, okay. I'm trying to. Um, it's after Leon and Astorga. It's uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm forgetting the name of the town, but yeah. But it's on. It's the day where there's a winery that people stop at. <laughs> I know that. That's beforehand. <laughs> yeah, right. That's before you get to his winery. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh boy, just talking about it takes me back and such. Doesn't one, it? One, I, know, I know it's wonderful memories. Hey, so are you a spreadsheet pilgrim? Do you plan ahead? Do you know where you're going to stay each night? I do. And I did not the first year. I did not know where I was going to spend the night each night. So, uh, and again, this year, I guess it depends on the year. It depends on my Camino. I, I've changed it up quite a bit. So each time. what prompted you to change from being more go with the flow to wanting to know where you were going to be? Because I love walking so much there and I want to get a lot in. I want to be able to do more. I want to cover more ground, and I also spend a lot of time on the way. And not, I don't want to rush to a bed because I, I spend a lot of time outdoors watching birds and, um, uh, like I said, it's hot, you know meeting people, having a conversation. This year, I stopped to actually put my feet in the water, you know, on a river. I didn't always do that before. Um, because I was always rushing. And so I think I like the idea of knowing where I'm going to go at night. And so I can spend more time, you know, out on the Camino doing what I like to do best, which is kind of observe everything and take it all in and you, rather than be at my bed. Yeah. And you, 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 you take a lot of photographs too, don't you? I take a lot of photographs, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, I take so many photographs. It's a problem. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've taken probably, I think my first Camino, I was at 7,100 photographs. And this one, I'm, I probably hit 10,000. I really take a lot of photographs. It's crazy, but I love it. I'm not professional or anything. I just, I do it with my cell phone, but I'm, I have a, I'm highly visual. So a, most of what I see there is photograph worthy. <laughs> and do you go that when you come home, do you then go through them? Do, do you have a, 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 an album of the top 20 or 30? I mean, or do you scroll through 7,000 photographs every time you want to revisit the Camino? I do, and I have three years like that, plus all my other ones. And I'm not really high tech, so they're all in my phone somewhere. But um, <laughs> or in the cloud somewhere. I don't know, and I'm afraid I'm going to lose them and never see them again. I, I have high hopes of doing that. I set up a separate Facebook page so that it becomes my journal page kind of thing. Yeah. And the problem is when I get home... I just think it, I don't, I don't do it though. That's the problem. I don't sit down. I do review my photographs, but I haven't like put it in a, in a specific book or anything like that. You know, people put their memories together. Yeah, they do. And, and make a little film out of it and, and stuff. That's pretty organized. Yeah. I'm, I'm never really organized like that either. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> when you, when you're booking ahead, are you booking into albergues or hostels or pensions? What, what sort of level or style of accommodation does Patty Pie choose? Well, I choose, a lot of times I'll choose private rooms in the albergues. I mean, I know that the albergues are, have limited beds. I mean, the Camino has been pretty crowded, right, the last yeah. few years. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how long. It's I only know my well, the years that I've walked. So I don't... Uh, I don't want to race to a bed, but I know that there's people that need those beds more than I need those beds, probably. I'm guessing some of the pilgrims that I've met. Um, but I also want to stay out and walk until 3 o'clock, you know, or 4 o'clock sometimes. 
um, or later. So, so I need to have a bed cause I can't, and I walk between eight and I would say 22 miles a day, somewhere in there. Um, so in many days it's, you know, 18 to 22 miles a day. Uh, so I mostly try and book a private room in an albergue and I will do repeat visits to places that I love staying at. I love Casa Rurales actually where I have to take a taxi, not too many because then I do not usually, I'm not usually with pilgrims, right? But, um, to take a uh, taxi somewhere and then taxi back in the morning because I've stayed in places several last year and also this year where I'm all by myself. So that's a kind of interesting experience. Yeah. Um, that yeah, doesn't, ha- doesn't like happen it, very often. Yeah, well, I can imagine you would because it doesn't yeah. happen very often. It's nice no. to get away from the madding crowd, as they say. Yes. And I'm not, it's not like you're sitting watching TV. You're with your thoughts. You're being creative, create, well, you know, creating in your mind or I'm, I'm journaling or something like that. Yeah. Now, this, your third Camino, and I'm, I'm certain you're, you're going to be planning already a fourth. And maybe fifth. Uh, of course. <laughs> what do your family and friends make of it all? Oh my goodness. Um, well, now they're used to it. But after the first year, I think that there was like, well, are you going to talk about it again? And everything <laughs> relates to the Camino. <laughs> um, let me tell you about a story on the Camino. Now, I, I, they're used to it now. They realize that it's kind of a, it's so embedded in my heart that. And it fills me up so much, and I am so happy there, and they can see it, that I guess they encourage that. They don't really quite understand it, though, Yeah, I think. Yeah, and I'll ask you a little later how you explain it to people. But I've said here before, even though we're walking with other people, whether we're walking with someone every day and that's someone we perhaps left home with, or a group we teamed up with on the Camino, your Camino family, we all walk our own Camino. Did you find, Patty... Did you find yourself treading an inner path and a kind of introspective path? Well, um, I would say so. I would say so. Um, you know, I, we all have challenges, or most of us do, I guess, certain things at home or children and things like that. So I think I did a lot of that um, thinking about my children and also the change that's about to come in our home with being empty nesters and how that, um, how that's going to be. Um, yeah. I th- and also, yeah, I, I thought a lot about, it. I actually thought a lot about how I could move to Spain for yeah. six months a year or longer, right. you know, and, um, yeah, well, a lot what, of dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> so what would your dream be if you were going to live in Spain for six months of the year? What would you do? Oh my goodness. You know, I haven't totally worked that out. I think it would be uh, and some kind of service to pilgrims. I don't know about a hospital tarot, but I don't even I can't even say that word right. But um, I'm not sure. But I would want to. I'd want to volunteer in the pilgrims' office. I'd want to do a little bit of volunteering all over the place. I think um, maybe a B and B. I'm not really sure. Maybe just live in Santiago for a period of time and just and just you know be there, which I may do. Actually, this next year, I'm, I'm thinking about that, just staying in Santiago for a period of, you know, several weeks. It's a great idea to base yourself there and do those sort of five to seven or ten day Caminos as you've done this, this last time around. Mm-hmm. Was that something that you planned to do? 
Because I know you said you, you found yourself sort of walking the Inglés when you hadn't quite expected to. But maybe that's an idea. You could base yourself there and, and do journeys culminating in Santiago. Yeah, that would be that would be an interesting idea. I'm definitely going to do the Inglés again. Um, and I'd definitely walk to the end of the world again. Those two were, were first for me. So I'll... I, I want to do it all, uh, but that's a great idea, though. I, I, I liked, I love Galicia, so I do. It was a great thing for me to do this year. Actually, it was it was pretty easy to handle, and the transportation was easy. It wasn't. Um, it was great, and where, it was a good time of year. I went in the fall for the first time, so that was interesting. Where do you stay in Santiago? Well, I stay at a hotel. <laughs> I stay in a nice hotel. <laughs> I stay at the, I stay in the, that's what I do in Santiago. But this next time when I go, I don't know what I'm going to do because if it's many weeks, I have to, I'm going to probably find an apartment. I think that's what I'll do. And it, it, I have to come up with better in order to do this every year, Dan, I have to come up with, you know, uh, a less expensive way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Give, give yeah. me an example of what it's like to be a pilgrim away from the Camino. Oh, a pilgrim away from the Camino. How does it impact I don't your know, life? Because, yeah, I don't know because right now I'm, I've only been home a month and I'm still in the reentry period and I'm kind of, it's hard for me to answer because I'm, you get, for me, it's, I have a hard time. Like the first few weeks now, it's okay. I come home and it's new, but then I start settling into life and I have to reevaluate everything. It's, um, and I think, the mental part where you get kind of low, I think it has to do with the physical part of not having that adrenaline rush every day or something. So I'm, I'm in the, what does it mean to come home and be a pilgrim um, or be a pilgrim at home? I look around at things in my house and I think, what on earth, why do I have all this stuff that I'm carrying around? <laughs> That's really what I think about. <laughs> and often I go through things and I toss them and then I realize that I'm, I'm still a consumer and, and I just, I go back and forth with, um, you know, things that I value, what's important, you know, decision-making, things like that. Yeah. It, yeah. You, 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 you do realize eventually, don't you, that you don't need all the rubbish. You don't need all those extra things that you have when you can survive for months with such, just a backpack, just what's on your well, back. Yeah, and I noticed that. I I wonder if that's what adds to anxiety in life is just all the things. Because when you're walking on the Camino, it's so simple. Even the even the rooms are so simple, right? And it's so basic, and it feels great being there. For me, it does. And in, in that, there's not you know uh, all of the things that that you know are stimulating to me are all outside. You know, it's it's all outdoors and it's meeting people and there's so many you know things. And then, um, but I don't, I don't live amongst all those things, you know, or things like they're in my house. So I think, I think about that when I come home and I do, I clear out. I did that right when I came home and, and, you know, actually in my house, I did in the first week. Yeah. Just um, get rid of all the stuff you don't need. Well, just put it away for now and just not have so much on the walls or whatever, even art. It's, I love art. But I have to be careful. I need white space in my life. I think that's what it is. You know, yeah. less is more. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that would be the one thing is material things. Is that's um, 
that I'm always thinking about and also saying yes to things more. Um, that's about being a pilgrim. The idea that, um, if not now, when, like, that's why I continue to do the Camino because if not now, when, I mean, I don't want to put it off and, and I want to walk as long as I can. I think I got that on. I think that's the lesson that I, I really get the most on the Camino. What's the best thing about the Camino? Oh, it's all so good. <laughs> <sighs> What's the best? I don't know. The tapas in Santiago. No, I don't know. It's also good. The people. Yeah. Um, you know, the sounds on the Camino, of the, of the birds, of, you know, Horse, all of it. Horses, the crunching on the ground as you walk, the sound of water and waterfalls. Um, I think that's my favorite part is just being outdoors Yeah, uh, that long. Um, but I would say really, I think it's the connections that we make. I guess that's really, you know, it's really the, the, the lessons that you learn too. And I think also, uh, this is kind of a, just going to throw this out there. Um, without telling you, you know, I want to keep some things private, but <laughs> I, I pretty much tell my story, but, um, the, the cruise de Pharaoh, that's, um, that I think is, was pretty powerful for me this year because, um, the last two times I walked, I was walking with people, um, where I was, I felt like I was helping carry them. It was pilgrims that I had met that had, um, severe loss, right. That I had met on the Camino and then I was walking with them. And when I was walking up to the cruiser fair, I felt like I was holding their heart in my hand. And I was really there for them. And I stayed back and let them walk ahead of me, but was really thinking of them. And this year I walked by myself to the cruise intentionally. And, um, and I left some things there and the one I was able to leave something for me, um, this time. And that lesson really did happen on the Camino. So I, I'm, I believe in the power of that. <laughs> yeah. It was, it's really incredible to leave things to say goodbye to or prayers that you have. Um, yeah. You Maybe know, it's faith. I don't know, but it was incredible. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, Patty, that uh, the reentry back into uh, home life had been this time around a little bit difficult. There's an old saying that your Camino begins in Santiago. Once you've finished so would there be some truth in that, do you think, for you? Mm, yeah, I would say that. I would say that. I would say that. I, my Camino probably, um, it is that part between coming home and, and having to take what I learned on the Camino and bring it home in my everyday life. And, um, and there are those yeah. people who, who say that we're all on a pilgrimage no matter where we are. True. Mm -hmm. It's a metaphor for life in many respects, isn't it? You have good yes, days and bad days. Right. But the reason I'm saying this is because I think it's important then that we stop and listen to the birds' song. And, yes. And appreciate the culture. <laughs> And spend a little time sitting in the back seat of a 14th century church just looking. Yeah. We, yeah, you know. 
Yep. Maybe that's it. Bring that home. Spend some time finding that old church, whatever it is. You know, maybe it's in the in the forest yeah. where you live. Yeah, the oldest of all churches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, how did putting your thoughts down each day on your blog feel? Was that an important part of your journey? Um. Well, it it was so that I can remember some things because I. You know, every day it's like I'm I'm in the next morning and I've already forgotten the day before. Yeah. Like a lot of people because you've moved so fast and so much. Yeah. Um so yeah, it was important so that I could review what I some of the things that I learned and remember the, the funny stories. Uh and also probably just to give it was probably giving people a little insight into what you go through on the Camino. You know, the ups and downs emotionally, what you're thinking or or where your thoughts go. So I did a little bit of that. I didn't do so much of it in the last few years. I mean, last two Caminos, but I did this year. I guess it's being vulnerable, right? Putting it out. I I was more vulnerable this year. Yeah, that's right. And a good opportunity to explore some inner thoughts and, and putting it down on the paper. And so do you write a blog now, your home? No. Right. No, I don't. I just do it. And it's really just on a Facebook page is how I do it. You know, it's mostly really my, the way I do it is through pictures. I would say more than words. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You've now, I think told us that, you know, this, this, this Camino experience has sort of transformed your life. If somebody's listening to this and thinking, I've never been spiritual, I've never been religious, why would I undertake this crazy journey, this pilgrim's life? What would you say to them? You should just ju- just jump in with both feet. Uh, you just don't know. I think it's it's a different journey for everyone, but it's worth it's worth taking the chance just to experience it. Um, it's a place where. You can do a lot of, it's, you know, mind, body, soul, spirit, all of that in a, in a period of time. It's just very concentrated there, I think, the process. And it's a great place to think if you're going through something or, um, I think it's, a, it's just a, it's an impact for women. I think it's incredible. I always tell women that I meet, especially middle-aged or, you know, and up there that are, want to take a, like have a journey or they want to go somewhere, I, I encourage them to look into the Camino. It's very empowering for women. So, um, and again, if not now, when? I, I wouldn't think about it too long because you just don't know what tomorrow brings. Yeah, one of those words I said at the start was renewal. Mm-hmm. Can be a great opportunity for renewal, can't it? It sure can. Yeah. Yeah. And I think stepping outside our comfort zone and pushing our limits makes us better people. We could all sit on the lounge all day and kid ourselves that we have a great life, but there's a greater life out there. What would you say to someone listening who's sitting on the couch? Get up. No, <laughs> <laughs> Stop watching reruns of the way. <laughs> Get a backpack, some good shoes, and start walking in your neighborhood. Oh, uh, that's plan. funny. Look forward, just look forward to the adventure. Yeah, and the planning's part of the fun, isn't it? 
You know what? It is. And it's so, um, I have, I do have a few people, acquaintances that are thinking about are going from my, from my photographs and what I've told them, but they're overwhelmed. They're so overwhelmed. And I remember that feeling thinking, I'll never get, this is just too big for me to get, you know, 40 days walking and different places. And I don't know the language that well, or, and the, you know, money and just all these things that I, and it's really, uh, it's just, it starts filling out like you, it's really, it's not that hard, right? It's our mental. It's really, it's, it's more our minds that make it so hard. Yeah. And the other thing that's worth pointing out, if you are listening and you are thinking, oh, I don't know if it's for me, the, the Camino community worldwide is so strong and supportive that if you, if you put a message on Facebook, you'll get dozens, if not hundreds of responses from people wanting to give you a little bit of advice, won't you? Well, just wanting to talk about it because, yeah. you know, your family members and your friends are basically done with hearing about it. <laughs> no, that you, you know what? That's exactly what happened to me, actually. Um, because right after I saw the, you know, the documentary and thought, I really need to do this, I looked on Facebook and I thought, okay, I'm just going to put in, Google, you know, Camino. And I saw all the pages and now there's even, you know, loads more, but. I, um, and I asked to join and I just kept right reading every day I would read. And I learned quite a bit from that, um, from, from the pages and from other pilgrims. And one reached out to me and within, you know, a couple weeks of deciding that I wanted to do this, I was having coffee, you know, at her insistence, let's meet for coffee. Would love to share it. And she had just come back. You know, and she assured me I did not need to, you know, have a group or worry about having something planned or, you know, have a tour company, all these things that I thought I needed. Um, and yeah, sure enough, it was, it was fine. Would it be fair to say the Camino has changed your life? Yeah, I think it has because, and it's still a process. I'm, I'm, I'm a stubborn person. And I can be stubborn. So, um, it's still working on me. Um, I, it has because of how I want to see more of the world. I have traveled quite a bit. Um, but not like this, not with my feet, you know, not actually, I want to walk places now Yeah, yeah. more than being a taxi or I want to walk. Yeah. I want to walk. I want to, I want to be out. I want to do what we do on the Camino a little bit more. You know, maybe it's more active vacations. I don't know what you call it, but, uh, and I want to live, I want to spend time period, longer periods of time in countries. Um, yeah, that's what I want to do. And speaking of that, I also want to do a Camino where I have, you know, several months where I can just stay someplace for three days. If I want, I don't want to keep moving every day. I want to slow down. Yeah. I, I, I have to admit, I would love the luxury of being able to stop, uh, find somewhere nice and say, well, I'm just going to stop here until I feel like walking again. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have that luxury the, the two times I walked the Camino. I was very much working to a deadline and had to be in Santiago on a specific day and sort of had to pick up sticks and, and, and get going. But when you talked just now about... Uh, 
about learning and sharing and 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 growing and doing your blog and all those kinds of things is that something that you could possibly have imagined you would be doing five years ago no <laughs> no no so let me ask no, you the next not. question. Let me ask you this next question. Why not? No. Yeah. No, no, no. Does it feel good? Oh, it feels great. Yeah, yeah. 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 It feels very good. You know, I, me, I walked not only one year, but, you know, almost every year, I've walked 500 miles. That's right there is incredible. But I think for me, it's more that I figured out with people's help, because there's always somebody in a, a pilgrim's office or a pilgrim that can help you, how to figure it out, how to get from A to B on a train. You know, all these things that brought me a lot of anxiety um, before the Camino. Yeah. I can't yeah. do that. I mean, I don't speak the language. How am I going to get from Madrid to St. John? I mean, I, they're talking about it, but the, I just in my head, I put so many obstacles. Um, and now, yeah, I don't, I don't put those there as often <laughs> no you know can i just t- say to you i love that and yeah. and i spoke with ailsa piper uh the australian author and uh playwright who's been on the podcast twice now and she said that's great because it's kind of almost like a, a childhood a childlike presence mm-hmm. because you can't speak the language you you've got to communicate in very simple terms you've got to rely on the on the generosity and kindness of others to help you find your way help you find something to eat somewhere to sleep and mm-hmm. so that that's that's a very it's it's like going back in time to being almost helpless in a way mm-hmm. it's lovely yeah and you know what i just thought of something funny too that i learned on the camino which this is going to sound funny but it makes you it made me um, stop and remember that I need to say hello <laughs> before I ask somebody something or good morning. Because, you know, America, and we just kind of ask where I am. And to take a breath and just instead of speaking in my, in my broken Spanish, but to just and be frantic or, you know, I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying this right. But just to stop and say hello and smile, connect with that person eye to eye. And then ask them a question or, or if it was at the bar, whatever it was, it was really about just slowing down. Yeah. Slowing down. And then with locals, the locals, the, uh, the local people, the Spanish people are just beautiful, aren't they? They are so beautiful. <laughs> they are such beautiful, warm, loving people. Really. you you talked about walking and how you you love to walk and that's how you'd like to see the world i call it slow tourism and there's no better place to experience slow tourism than in spain yeah because they just seem to have all the time in the world isn't that funny (laughs) yeah they do they do nobody seems to be in a rush and if you sit down for lunch somewhere you think hang on you're thinking, what are they doing sitting down for lunch at four o'clock? They couldn't, yeah. care, they couldn't care less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, for Australians. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. For Australians, we're thinking, wait a minute, four o'clock lunch? This is crazy. What am I going to do? I'm going to be. What, what? But they're just like, who cares? It's a beautiful place to experience slow tourism. Now, I've got a question for you. Uh, hmm. 
If you could whisper something into your ear, the ear of a 21-year-old Paddy Pie, what would it be? What advice would you give yourself 20 when you were 21? Don't worry so much. <laughs> Don't worry so much. <laughs> That's good be advice. Lighter. Be lighter. Lightness of being. <laughs> I don't know. Don't worry so much. Yeah. How do you explain you know? the? How, how do you explain the Camino to people who, if you're at a dinner party, a supper club, or something? How do you explain it to them? I just tell them it's the best thing I've ever done for myself. You know, for me and probably even my family. You know, it's really been. Uh, yeah, it's the best thing I've ever done, really, I think. I've had some great experiences, but for this period of time, you know, for a 30-day or a 40-day, whatever it is, even if you only have two weeks, to have such a concentrated amount of good stuff happen in that period of time. Um, yeah. So. You know, I can feel it calling me back. It's, it's really weird. I've been back now a year or more. 14 months. And really for a year, I didn't really feel that much of a pull. But right now, it's really powerfully calling me back. You're now, as you said, in your re-entry stage or re-entry phase. Are you looking forward to getting back again? I am. I really am. I know it's going to be a different experience this time. Um, and that's the part, I think, you know, when I... I may not stay in an albergue every night without a reservation kind of thing. But each time I go, I try and stretch myself a little bit more, do a new route or, um, you know, something different. Um, I, I try and do one part the same, like one part of the walk that I walked, you know, walk it again. Uh, and then a new route or do something new. And, um, I, and I'm looking forward to that because I think next year I will have another, a, new, a completely new experience. With well, staying in a place for several weeks or who knows what I'm yeah, going to do. But, yeah. um, but I'm looking forward to it. I am. I don't know where I'm going to walk or exactly what I will do. I think next year will be different, though, because last year when I came back, I pretty much already knew what I was going to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I, um, but now I'm, you know, now that I've walked, what is it? I don't know if it's three or four routes, what you would consider at the, at the end of the world is its own, its own route. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm open and I'm excited and I miss it. And I can't wait to go back. And I can't wait to cross paths with you. I know. That would be great, Dan. It will be fantastic. And it'll happen somewhere down the track. You and I will cross paths. And in the meantime, I wish you all the very best, Patty. It's been lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for your time. I've really appreciated your generosity of spirit and your honesty. It's been terrific to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And Buen Camino. Buen Camino. My guest this week, the U.S. pilgrim, Patty Pye. You can read Patty's daily blog from her latest Camino on Facebook. Just type in Walk This Way 3. I try to quote someone every week. The French novelist Gustave Flaubert said, Travel makes one modest. You see what a tiny place you occupy in the world. And I can't help feeling that's one of the best feelings in the world. I'm Dan Mullins. Until next week, Buen Camino.